everyone. Welcome back to my Blackadian universe. So this week um, in Hawaii, a little black girl was arrested for drawing a picture um, of a girl that was bullying her. And um, I read that story and I was enraged <laughs> to say the least so um, I wanted to talk about it and just how um, incredibly steeped in racism that incident is so yeah let's talk about it so when I heard the story about the the child being arrested I think she's 10 years old which um, is absolutely ludicrous. Um, I think I just, it makes you question humanity at this point. And it also brings up a very, 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 um, important piece when people talk about, oh, you know, slavery was so long ago, racism was so long ago. The immediate thing that I thought of is this incident, it, it just reminds me of how, um, you know, Americans, white people view black people and they see us as inhuman. They see us as slaves. They don't see our children like their children. They don't see innocence. They don't see um, you know, sweetness and some one that needs to be protected. They see a villain. They see um, somebody who needs extreme force that needs um, restrictions and punishment and jailing, um, even when they're babies. Um, and that is, uh, you know, slavery at work. That is the lasting effects of slavery today. We all know, we all know with 100% certainty that uh, the police would never be called, never, capital N, ever, be called on a white 10-year-old girl for drawing a picture of a bully. We know that for certainty. And why is that? It's because um, our history has... Um, created in the deep subconscious of, um, you know, white people and, you know, people just seeing black people as these um, brutes that need to be controlled, to be feared, um, and to be punished with, you know, extreme force. And when we talk about slavery having lasting systemic uh, uh, reaches in the minds and the practices and the policies and the laws of the land today, this is what we are referring to. So when <laughs> I, I know when um, I, I spoke about my work, just, you know, going out and uh, teaching people about how to be anti-racist in my organization, when I am of two minds about, you know, talking about slavery, because I feel like a wall goes up whenever, especially in Canada, when I talk about slavery, because people refuse to um, understand that uh, slavery did exist here in Canada. You know, we hear Underground Railroad, we were the heroes, multiculturalism, blah, 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 blah. 
and they want to see a very narrow view of Canadian history um, and not, you know, the um, the fact that many slaves did return to Africa, uh, back to, excuse me, um, America after the fact. There was Africville in um, our eastern area, Nova Scotia, that was, you know, like... Um, basically a slave, um, you know, settlement. And then they had, you know, history of people going in and destroying it um, because, you know, as black people do, we, you know, turned it into prosperity and amazingness and, you know, people got jelly. Um, <laughs> you know, no one wants to hear about those stories, those, that dark chapter, you know, there's also like, you know, the Chinese head tax here in Canada, um, you know, refusing um, ships of people sending them back, you know, um, just people just don't want to hear that about Canadian history. The, the racist um, in Canadian history, no one wants to hear that. They want to hear that we were, you know, the saviors of black people. And it was all good and, you know, everything was all hunky-dory back <laughs> for every, you know, person of color here forever. Oh, my goodness. And, um, you know, Indigenous peoples, like, people are just learning about the the cruelty, the inhumanity that Indigenous people have been taught about, uh, have been treated in this country. And it, it's disturbing because I feel... Um, that this narrate this narrative was created um, on purpose to sort of try to erase the ills of white people um, in our past. You know, um, that's sort of the holding positions of power uh, um, in our society that you know govern our education, our laws. They have the um, control to sort of you know. I want to say whitewash, whitewash history a little bit in the sense that, you know, picking out the key highlights um, and burying the rest. And, you know, I've, I, I was born in Canada. I, you know, went through the education system here. And um, I can tell you that I was way, way, way too old. I was in high school when I found out about, you know, residential schools did not understand how I could be learning about history all these years and nobody talked about this. And, you know, of course you, you know, think, oh, maybe kids are too young to hear about these things. But I was like, yeah, not as a child of color. Like I've learned about racism way too early, but it's this whole deal that we see now with like critical race theory, where they think that, you know, we have to protect these, you know, white children. We don't want to upset white children. We don't want them to understand their history. You know, black people, um, you know, people have like, been saying look oh were you a slave to me when I was like an infant child um you know people could say that crap to me but we can't you know say actually uh it's not a slave it was enslaved by white people so check yourself um that's your shit <laughs> um you know what I mean uh but I you know, had to hear about that crap. And but, you know, white children don't get that. And that's like the very definition of white privilege is just being able to pick and choose, you know, what you learn about your past. Um, and so the other piece of this very disturbing story 
and racist story um, with this child was that they were sort of withholding. The mother wasn't able to like go and see her child. Like, um, no, that's a big no. It that is like super illegal. Um, but also it's reminiscent of, you know, taking away, um, our children when we were enslaved as people, you know, that, um, this child isn't a child. It's not her child. It's like now the state's, um, child that they have to take, you know, punish this child. And it's just, um, it's, it's ludicrous and to deny um, someone such a basic human right it it to me it was enraging it was enraging to to the, to the fact that you know they thought that they had this right to do it and one of the most frustrating parts of talking about racism is when people try to convince you that it's not. And I've talked about this a lot when I've said, you've spent your entire life trying to erase its existence. You have been brought up in a sheltered little bubble of not acknowledging the ills and evils that your people, you know, white people, have um, exercised on people of color. So how are it, how is it that you about hearing about this thing for like the first time are trying to tell people that have lived this experience their entire lives? This is when you button your yap and you listen. So I know that there's people going to be like, oh, well, you know, the little white girl was really upset and, you know, who cares? This is an issue of discipline in the school from the teachers. Bullying in schools is not a new thing. Calling the police on a child that's 10 is definitely new and definitely wrong and definitely steeped in racism. That's like, I can tell you that as a truth. And I'll tell you why, because I I, like, I don't, I read like one article and I was like, racism. (laughs) And that's the thing. I don't have to prove it. I don't have to prove some, you know, Thing. I don't have to do like a case study and you know it's not like you know I'm giving administering um, you know medication to kids where I have to do like a year's study and prove all these things and write a paper on it I'm telling you that this racism is bit has persisted for so long because of deniers because until unless we have video evidence of our um, citizens getting killed in the streets until we have you know these kinds of things people can say it was an accident oh they were resisting oh they have this they have this background until we can see you know until people could see with evidence that with video proof and evidence people just getting killed in the streets the the fact that you know you know people thought that they could commit murder and walk away with it and get away with it is racism the fact that you know um people don't feel like they need to 
there was no hesitation about calling the police on this 10-year-old girl. It's because of racism. They truly think that they are doing a service, that they are doing the right thing. And it's because they don't see us as human. They don't see us as people. And so I, when I say I don't need to know anything more about the story than I know that it's racist, I don't have to prove it. I'm tired of proving it. it what if, what if you just believed us? What if you just believed us when we tell you we are experts in experiencing racism and you're not? We are experts let me say that again. We are experts at experiencing racism and you're not. So you need to rely on our expertise when we tell you, like you would a doctor when they tell you something. We are experts in it. So we don't have to prove anything to you. When we tell you that it is racism, you say, okay. And if you want to be an ally to us, you want to be anti-racist, then you spring into action. You make it right. Those are your only options that there's no going back and saying, well, maybe, oh, well. no, don't make me question. Don't try and question what happened here. You take what we are saying as fact. And if you don't like it, if it makes you uncomfortable, too damn bad, too damn bad. Think about whatever you get in uncomfortable and discomfort. Think about how you would feel if your child was arrested at 10 years old. Think about how that child was feeling, how scared and lonely she was feeling, and how her parents weren't able to come to her aid. Think about that when you think about having an uncomfortable conversation, because that is literally the least you could do in this situation, the least you could do. I don't... I don't want to have <laughs> these debates anymore. I'm tired of having these debates anymore. I'm tired of trying to um, listen to people try to um, worm their way out of um, injustice. I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of it. And I am sick for this family that had to experience this trauma. And I'm also sick for the re-traumatization that they are undoubtedly going to have to go through when they try and people try to explain away um, what happened. And I sincerely hope that um, we turn a new page here where we don't let people worm out of these situations. I hope that teacher is not put on leave, but fired because you need to question your beliefs. You need to question yourself. If the first act um, that you need to do is call the police on a child, you should not be on in education, period. If she w like, you know, um, slapped that child across the face, she would be fired. And by calling the police on that child, she did exactly the same thing. She needs to be fired. He or she, I don't know, um, needs to be fired. And um, that's once we start taking these kinds of hard lines, when people start realizing that they can't get away with it, when, you know, police officers can't kneel on somebody's neck, uh, you know, neck for nine minutes and then realize that they can't walk, even though people are videotaping them and feel like they can't walk free and just go about living their life. 
we're going to start seeing some real change. We're going to start seeing some real accountability. We're going to start realizing the that equity and laws are applied to everybody and not just white people. Laws were created to protect white people. That is a subs that is how when racism ended, they said, look, we are terrified of all these black people walking around. We and that was the invention of police. That was the invention of RCMP here in Canada. It was meant to protect white people and that exists and carries out today. So once we start seeing laws applied equally to everybody, we're going to start, I think you're going to start seeing some real change. And that is what we need to do. We need to understand that you can't call the police on somebody, a, a baby, when you're a teacher, immediate fired. If she did that to a white child, fired. She would never have done it. Let's, you know, keep it real. She would have never done it. But she would have immediately been fired. The white parents would have marched into that school, demanded justice and gotten it. Not been kept from their child. And that's what I say when we say it's racism, when we say racism still exists, that systemic racism and this exists, that the police need to be defunded. This is what we're talking about. These are systems that do not serve us. So I usually like to end um, <laughs> on a positive note and uh, I'm struggling. There's no positive here. Um, I guess the fact that, uh, I guess we're at a point in time where people realized how ludicrous this was, but it still happened. It still happened to this child. Um, th this is trauma for this child, for this family that they're going to carry for the rest of their lives. And that just really, um, frankly, angers me just down to my bones angers me because it just shouldn't happen it just just never happen and um i guess i'll just say this um oh, i hope i hope that um a day comes where first that, you know, nobody calls the police on a 10 year old child. Um, but also that if someone does have that inclination, that there's enough um, sane people, right minded people um, that would protect that child instantly and, you know, step up. Um, like the principal at the school, other teachers can just say, no, no, you are wrong. You're wrong. And that, you know, that child could see that, that they have protectors, that, you know, they aren't being hated just because of the color of their skin. I, I just, I just wish that this whole incident um, didn't happen, that it went differently. I just, um, yeah, I I wish so many things. So I'm going to try and stay positive. But um, yeah, I think we need to really have a serious think about the legacy of racism and how it's touching and impacting lives to this day. It's 
um, a dark and evil part of um, North American history. And it's not going to go away if we just ignore it. We have to um, acknowledge it. We have to challenge it. We have to challenge ourselves and our biases and, you know, be better, do better, because it's not going to get better if we just ignore it. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Uh, please let me know what you thought of the show. Um, please like, comment, and subscribe, and I will talk to you next time.